Hey guys, welcome to the Women Going Big podcast. It's Krista, your host, um, and I'm thrilled. I'm just having an international day for guests, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, thank you for tuning into this series of Women Going Big in Business. I'm excited to introduce to you Anna. She's a sustainability consultant, writer, fellow podcast host, um, and she's on a mission to help businesses operate in a sustainable manner reduce costs, and properly manage their environmental and social risks. So you guys, first of all, I just have to say before I hand it back over to her, I am so excited to have um, a sustainability con consultant on the show because you're the first. So you're kind of, this is a first first for both of us, which I'm really thrilled about. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to hand it over to you to tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and your story. Thank you so much for this introduction, Krista. And thank you for having me. It's amazing that you came up with this idea of hosting this amazing show, of giving the voice to women in business to encourage other women, because I, I'm sure we will be talking about that later on in our conversation. This is so, so, so important. So I'm Anna. I was born in a small town of Donetsk. This is a city that is sadly known probably to, to the people around the world because of the war. Um, it was an industrial city. So when I was growing up, uh, a little kind of a background story. Mm -hmm. When I was really little, I remember we were opening windows for aeration when we were leaving the house, school, kindergarten, my parents went to work. And every evening we would come back to the layer, like a really good layer of yeah. black dust because the city was related to the coal ex extraction and the metallurgical plant that I saw just outside of my window. That made me wonder at the very early stage of my life, what is going on with the air I'm breathing? What yeah. lands on my hair, on my skin? And I was very uncomfortable with, with this environmental situation. Yeah. Fast forward to the time when I graduated school. I spent 11 years in the same school. I realized the city was too, too small for my ambitions. And I was like, okay, let me try, you know, hit for the, for the capital city. Yeah. I finished my bachelor in, in Kiev. And then I was like, no, this is also too small. I want to get stronger. I want to get more equipped with this profession of environmentalist. Yeah. Uh, back then, it was uh, 2012 when I graduated with my bachelor, still no one knew what environmentalism was. People knew, okay, you can study biology, that is understandable, chemistry, mm -hmm. fair enough, mm -hmm. I don't know, physics, you can probably apply it somewhere. Environment, what are you going to do? Uh, I remember, you know, being hit with a lot of mocking even from mm -hmm. peers even my parents couldn't understand like okay so what are you gonna do sit somewhere in the administration push papers yeah but i really believed in a higher purpose i was mm -hmm. like i don't know i will figure it out there is plenty of things to do waste management air quality and so on and so forth water yeah big topic um, and you know what was good in in making that decision back then is that slowly when the society got ready i was already equipped mm -hmm. but i was super unhappy with how the education system mm -hmm. higher education system the universities worked here so 
I applied for a master's abroad, got my scholarship, and I am proud to say I'm the first person in my family throughout generations to be studying abroad, to have the scholarship in a corrupt country like Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, to this day, I think no one really even believes me that I did not bribe anyone and my parents didn't get, my parents didn't even know I applied. You know, I did all the process by myself, yeah. English um, all the references and so mm -hmm. on. Spent two years in mostly in France, but it was an amazing program with four universities in partnership. Opened up my eyes to the world, to how diverse the topic can be, and yeah. meeting the professionals from you know a variety of industries. Someone yeah. is doing policy. Someone is doing this environmental. Um, you, you name it, corporate sustainability, mm -hmm. toxicology, pharmacology. And there you get the sense of, wow, there is really a place for me to, to find. And I also like, you know, the current times we live in where you can construct your profession with what you have. Yeah. I had, for example, a lot of passion for journalism mm -hmm. and I was like, well, let me start by writing about the topic. I will figure out how to get into the field um, in a more kind of hands-on way. Yeah. And uh, this is how, how my story started to unfold. A little bit of journalism, mm -hmm. a little bit of blogging. The blog started to grow. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find really a job in France. Mm -hmm. And I had to come back to Ukraine because mm. a funny thing... Um, I graduated with my master's. You, you get this amazing feeling. You're proud of yourself. Wow, I did something I achieved. Where, all the, where is the job market? Take me. <laughs> yeah. And you were not rushing to me. Finally, mm -hmm. I got so depressed. I was ready to go sell the clothes in the shops. Mm -hmm. And there they were like, Madame, are you crazy? You're overqualified. You have a master's degree. Oh. Go away. Yeah. So you get stuck. You cannot find something that you 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 have to be doing, yeah. and you cannot do anything lower because you're eating someone else's bread. Yeah. So I had to return to Ukraine, and there, out of the blue, an amazing opportunity was waiting for me. One mm -hmm. of the state-owned banks uh, just partnered with IFC, International Finance Corporation, mm -hmm. and one of the conditions for the kind of reconstruction of that uh, state-owned bank a very sad institution, to be honest, <laughs> very old and sad, you know, in a mindset uh, institution. Yeah. Now, one of the requirements was uh, to do, to, to, to build from scratch environmental and social management system. Wow. And this is how I started. started. There I spent three years of mm -hmm. my career. And three years later, I realized that I am now strong enough to open my own consultancy and to start really helping more businesses because I already know what the banks want in order mm -hmm. to, to issue loans. Yeah. And I know how to get uh, those requirements to the standard, to the mm -hmm. point where, you know, all clear, all good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. This is how the consultancy was born, and and, yeah. and now I get I, I guess we're getting to the to the really the essence of the podcast: women going big. Yes, no, I love that story, and I think it's so powerful. I love 
I love how you started with the imagery of you as a child, you know, with the, with the coal dust gathering on the window because that painted the entire picture basically for your life up until right now. Um, the funny thing, you know, I wanted to come back. My honest desire and my very clear intention was to get back after I'm done with my studies. Mm -hmm. But I moved to France, it was 2012, mm -hmm. last two years of my master's, the war has started. Yeah. So there was no way for me. And since then, so the last time I was in my hometown was, was exactly that, 2012. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so I don't think this dream will ever come true. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, um, I'm a big advocate of not getting stuck in the mindset. Yeah. Deal with what you have. You have yeah. lemons, make lemonade. You're <laughs> in, in this situation, in that yeah. city, in that country, make the best of the, mm -hmm. of the conditions you're in. So yeah. that's how I'm rolling. Well, and I think, I mean, just based on what you built, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to mean going back, but just look at where you are and what you've been able to build because of that. Um, right. And one thing I do want to touch on, and you, you talked about so much in that intro, so I'm just going to pull out as much as I can. But for those of you that are listening that might be wondering, because you said it, well, what does an environmentalist do? And what does sustainability entail? Can you kind of give us a snapshot of some of the things um, maybe industries, because I know, I mean, the fashion industry, the forestry industry, you said air quality. I mean, there's so many things. Can you do the best you can to give us kind of a snapshot of what that looks like? This is the greatest question I've ever got. I am being super honest with you. Last year in May, uh, I started my own podcast with this exact thing in mind, with this question, how, what is sustainability? It became such a buzzword, such a greenwashing and sustainability washing yeah. term that people get lost in, in the term. Yeah. So I'll start with this. Sustainability is the balance of basically three things, people, uh, environment, so society, environment, and the economy. So how mm -hmm. to navigate wow the um, landscape of whatever industry because sustainability is not a standalone subject yeah. and what i learned throughout the, a year yeah a year and three months of my own podcasting doing an episode a week mm -hmm. chatting with people from across industries this is never um a standalone issue yeah it really has to penetrate into the business operations starting from the mindset mm -hmm. preferably of the top management and then mm -hmm. going down to to the smallest worker so this is kind of a system thinking in terms of three basic aspects what do you do in terms of environment the community mm -hmm. and the economical aspect how mm -hmm. to still be resilient and sustainable financially yeah today I had to I started a new project today housing project with uh, one of the intergovernmental organization just had my first day in the office uh -huh. and they also asked me they also have no idea the bank has the, this requirement mm. we had to find this environmental and social management person but what exactly are you gonna do and yeah. I explained it in a very ba in very basic terms mm -hmm. You have a project in whatever industry, fashion, 
forestry, plastics, flowers, all of this, you can find the interviews on my podcast. We will touch that a little bit later. Okay. But whatever project you have, you look on the inside, you have mm -hmm. workers, this is mm -hmm. your social component, and you have environment in terms of which water is in, water mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. uh, different sorts of waste. So you have to have contracts with different waste handlers, mm -hmm. hazardous plastic paper, um, household waste and so on. Yeah. Uh, see if you have any impact on the like noise and dust, mm -hmm. say you have construction site, mm -hmm. how do you prevent your workers inside mm -hmm. from being exposed too much to the noise, dust mm -hmm. and all those nuances? Yeah. So you look on the inside, grievances as well and on the outside which is community people mm -hmm. living around this project being yeah. somehow affected so stakeholders of the project mm -hmm. and the environment in a broader sense how do you influence biodiversity maybe mm -hmm. you are putting the wind power plants and you are about to touch some i don't know crazy uh, rare species of uh, birds or mm -hmm. bats so the environment on a broader sense, or maybe yeah. you're too close to the water body. Mm -hmm. So that is really a balance of three aspects from inside and outside of the project. Yeah. And from there, you kind of, what I do, I assess risks first. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, I map the stakeholders. So mm -hmm. who are we going to touch? It's really a very integral process that requires yeah. a lot of system thinking mm -hmm. and it's such a great thing to have um, as a skill just in general in life yeah. it really changes the way you think okay mm -hmm. um, take I don't know a mobile phone where did it come from how mm -hmm. long am I gonna use it am I using it in the most optimized mode how yeah. am I gonna expose it where does it go after I'm done with it so you mm -hmm. start thinking in these circles mm -hmm. and I think you reduce in general as a, as a person it changes the way you also behave because yeah. the thinking is already modified yeah so that's a little bit about sustainability in in kind of in kind of a more pathetic term is yeah. how to how to be resilient how mm -hmm. to Everything about life is stress. You yeah. ate, it's, it's also a stress to the body. Mm -hmm. The digestion is a stress. I don't know, some mm -hmm. shocking event. It doesn't even have to be a shocking event. Yeah. Everything is a little bit of a stress. But how yeah. resilient your system is, mm -hmm. this is what matters. We cannot live without impact. Yeah. Um, CO2 impact. From the moment we're not even born, we're yeah. already impacting the planet in one way or another. Yeah. So I'm a big advocate of not going into the extremes, like quitting mm -hmm. everything and going into the forests. Mm -hmm. that, that is not um, a way to do things. But learning mm -hmm. how to act in a balanced way, yeah. a little bit, give back more. Take, yeah. give back. Mm -hmm. uh, this, is, this is sustainability for me. I love that so much. And I think that you, I mean, it's, it's, it's what you're an expert in. So it makes sense that you can explain it so well, but um, I'm like, I'm mind blown right now. And I think that it's such a neat area to specialize in. Um, and that's the next thing that I want to kind of touch on because it's not super popular. Like it's not something that everybody wants. It's, it's not like you wake up and you're like, 
oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna major in sustainability and I'm gonna be a sustainability consultant. Um, for anybody out there that is interested in, like you said, helping, I mean, I guess it's like the bigger picture, like wanting to make a difference and wanting to kind of help that give and take of the world that we live in, where would you recommend that they start? Uh, first, to touch on what you said, not, not everyone wakes up, oh, let me do the sustainability. You know why? Because people simply don't know what it is. And yeah. again, back to the podcast, I'm doing it, I'm really putting a lot of effort, time, my soul, and even a big chunk of my financial resources into keeping that podcast alive so that anyone can check in and say, oh, wait, I didn't know the flowers... By the way, the flowers we buy in Europe are not grown in Europe. They have mm -hmm. to travel from Africa, from wow. Kenya. This mm -hmm. is the, the way this, and it's an extremely perishable uh, product. We yeah. don't think about that. Mm -hmm. And for other people to general public, uh, my podcast is not specialized on um, sustainability consultants or someone working in the corporate, even though I really want to give a, a, a more uh, visibility and more understanding of that area, of, of mm -hmm. that field. The good place to start is to start where you are. Mm -hmm. I love the phrase, you know, if you want to change the world, start with making your bed every morning. Mm -hmm really underestimate the the momentum the compound effect um, re, kind of what is it called the compound effect effect <laughs> <laughs> i understand you got it <laughs> so where you are so look look at where where you are sustainability mm -hmm. at, at the very individual level starts with probably trash bin as mm. unpopular as it may sound yeah i noticed for some moment i noticed that i have a lot of um how do you call it uh, uh sweets wraps mm -hmm. in my trash bin and i know that they are not recyclable the only mm -hmm. way for them to to get out of my sight is yeah. to land the dump mm -hmm. on the landfill and this is the worst thing that can happen because it smells it does not decompose yeah. Solution for me, stop eating sweets. Better mm -hmm. for the planet, extremely beneficial for me. <laughs> yeah. This is on the individual level. At some point last year, I also started to look into how I can reduce the plastic consumption. So I mm -hmm. completely switched to solid shampoo, for example. Mm -hmm. No plastic bottles whatsoever. Instead of um, gel douche, I use shower gel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, just coming in. <laughs> Uh, shower gel I'm using the soap you know mm -hmm. and I started to challenge myself really how I can replace my little everyday routine items mm -hmm. what am I putting on my face completely stopped cosmetics because mm -hmm. why would I and yeah. you know looking natural is, is great and this is what makes you you know stand out that yeah. makes you very look very kind of unique individual in the in the world where everyone has fake nails fake eyelashes even fake butts <laughs> um, yeah being natural is um, funnily enough is, is is unique but if you want you know start where you are in terms of your environment really like around you yeah if you're looking into a career Start with screening the podcasts and screening mm. the blogs. This will yeah. already give, uh, give you some ideas. 
I, will, I can give you a story of how I came up with my master thesis. So we had an extreme freedom, flexibility, everything was covered. People mm. from my, um, uh, my kind of group mm -hmm. were going to South Africa, Kazakhstan. Uh, wow. Someone went to Uruguay to do the like sustainable farming mm. research. I was the only one left out because I really didn't have a really a heart for some specific subject, Area. line, mm -hmm. penguins, uh, biodiversity, conservation, not really my thing. Yeah. I was reading on my Kindle, really on my bed, reading on my Kindle, something completely unrelated, and suddenly it stopped working. And my first thought was, okay, this is garbage now, but where do I put it? Yeah electronic waste where do i put it uh, and this yeah. was my eureka moment sitting in france i researched around i have no idea what people do with their outdated computers phones mm. laptops and so on and so forth so this was my research subject i wrote like yeah. one a4 paper what i want to do mm -hmm. for me it was the life cycle of this one object yeah Kindle or laptop mm -hmm. and uh I sent, I think, 70 applications, wow. just like that, with my idea, mm -hmm. suddenly, sudden sparkle of, of this idea. I sent 70 applications to the universities around the world, mm. the US, Canada, South Korea, South Africa, like everywhere wow. where I saw people doing at least something remotely relevant to my topic. Yeah. Uh, and I remember sending one one kind of request pitch to um, to the Canadian University on Friday. Mm -hmm. Over the weekend on Monday, I already came back to two emails. Yes, we can take you. And second, oh, I already spoke to our administrative department. Here is what you have to bring with you, oh or like uh, send us right away. Yeah. So that was Memorial University in Newfoundland mm -hmm. and Labrador in Canada. Mm -hmm. But you see. Just having curiosity in mind, okay, yeah. wait a second, what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. And you start questioning yourself, do I really know? No, I have never really got rid of any electronic object. And that yeah. was my way to turn it into a big project that yeah. for me was not only a scientific project, it was also a journalism. It was mm -hmm. also, you know, I started to write about it. So start where you are, really, as simple as that. I love that. And I love, and I did, I skimmed over your blog um, because I think it's important. I like, I really like to get to know who I interview and it's so diverse. So for anybody out there that's listening, um, I highly recommend you'll, the link will be in the description, but go check out her blog and her podcast right now. If you have any interest in, like you said, starting where you are, because I think that's the most important. And like, just as you were talking, my brain is like, it's like a big, like, like a rabbit hole. Like it never ends. There's no stopping at what you can say. Well, and like you said, like electronics, plastic, um, trash, like there's so much around you that you can say, well, where does this go? How does this impact the world that we live in? How is it created? And I think that that's a big one too, as far as like sustainability and creating things is how much resources does it take in that kind of, I, I could go on and on and on about this. Um, and we have like blown through half an hour already. It's crazy. Um, let's see. So I, 
I really want to, where, where do you want to be? Like, where do you see this going in three years, five years? Where, where do you see yourself? Wow, that's a great question. Um, usually, my mind goes into answering that in, in the financial terms. Yeah. But now I want to take a different turn. In five years, I want to be an established sustainability consultant and a known person with keynote speeches behind. I have a very ambitious goal for my podcast, have zero idea how to reach it. I want the podcast to be in, in some university curriculum. Mm. So to be given that quality information. So yeah. it should be considered like top high quality, really in terms of content, of course. Mm. Shame on me, a year, no, a year, 15 months into the podcast, I still don't even have a microphone. Oh, you know what? That's okay. I, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll have to send you a photo, but like my at-home studio is like a funky little light dog on an Amazon and then my AirPods and I have one little microphone. So I, you know what? I think it's important just to get your stuff out there. That's exactly. what matters. Exactly. Um, and this is again back to start where you are. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed recently, like when I was getting into the profession, I didn't know who to take as my role model. I didn't think of that. Only a couple of days ago, literally, I just researched voices in sustainability, who mm. people do look up to, and I didn't yeah. find. Mm. And I think becoming that person with clarity in mind and clarity in heart so mm -hmm. not having kind of a financial incentive in front mm -hmm. yeah because with sustainability is not even is not even always possible you you cannot do really good things if you if you put money in front mm -hmm. even though i i believe it has to cost it has to be worthy yeah. of people mm -hmm. paying for it so it's a business it's a profession like yeah anything else artists mm -hmm. and so on but becoming that voice who that person who people look up to i think that would be the biggest award of all and my hor horizon would be probably five seven years i love that no, Brave. I, <laughs> Brave. <laughs> I have to tell you because and i want to touch on this too because as you were talking about what your goals are and you were like, you know, I want my podcast to be in the university. I got goosebumps because I just have to tell you, like, you are so inspiring. And again, like, it's not, I, I don't get super thrilled about sustainability, but your passion shows through not only in the way that you talk about it, but your body language. And again, like, you're breaking in. I don't, it's not a new industry, but people are starting to care about it. You know, people are starting to take notice. And like you said, I don't think that there's, it's not a big thing yet. You know, you're on the cusp of it becoming a big thing and you're at the very beginning of it. So I have no doubt that you are absolutely going to reach whatever goals you set out to do. Thank you. Really, we have a saying, your words to the God's ears. Yeah. So no obstacles straight into the ears of whoever is up there, the universe, the God. I totally yeah. agree with you. That's awesome. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. I let this one go late because I, I believe in just letting a conversation take its course. And this is definitely one for the books.
Um, for anybody that's out there listening, do you have any kind of ending thoughts before we wrap up the show that you want people to know either more about what you do, um, about your mission? Um, what, what do you have to wrap up for us? I will give one piece of advice uh, related to, to the name of your podcast, Women Going Big. Something that I noticed within my industry um, related to females, to, to women out there, is that I approach almost equally men and women to be guests on my podcast. It's growing like a weed mm -hmm. every day. Uh, I, I think I have now 96 countries listening to the podcast. So it's an amazing awesome. opportunity. Again, for free. I don't yeah. charge and I'm not getting paid from anyone. For mm -hmm. men and women uh, being engaged in, in their uh, industries, in sustainability mm -hmm. kind of yeah. aspect of their industries to raise their voice to deliver the message and i've never heard a man saying oh i'm not ready or mm -hmm. um, not this time i think it's too early for me to take this opportunity and yet i hear that very often from women yeah i don't think i'm ready maybe you should talk to my boss first mm -hmm. my piece of advice again take the opportunity as soon as it comes to you even if you're not proactive, but let's say it just comes to your arms, grab it. You will get prepared in the process mm -hmm. because I believe this is the only way to grow. Push yourself a little bit every day and you will be that woman going big. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. I got like goosebumps again. That's a great way to end it. Okay, Anna, if people want to get in touch with you, which I highly recommend y'all do, um, where can they find you online? The best way is through LinkedIn. My name is Anna and my last name is extremely complicated. Luckily, I got married two months ago, so I'm going to change it to a more <laughs> pronounceable surname. But my last name is Chashina. It's, mm -hmm. it's just six letters in Ukrainian and God, God only knows how many in English. <laughs> but I also have a, a website. There you can even book a call with me and we can discuss any kind of sustainability related um, question. Uh, the website again is annachashina.com and my podcast is Sustainability Explored. With that name, we have Medium, uh, podcast present on 75 platforms, YouTube, and yeah, I'm not hiding from anyone, so it's easy to reach out. Please do if you have any questions, comments, feedback, ideas, and so on love it so much okay and just so you guys know you don't have to worry about trying to spell her last name because all of those links that she just mentioned are in the description below on the anchor dashboard um, you can find this episode also on the womengoingbig.com website um, and i'm absolutely thrilled thank you so much for coming on the show today um, and i feel like we could talk about this forever so i might have to have you back just be prepared for that um, <laughs> And uh, just thank you guys for being here. I'm Krista, your host. I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up on the show. Um, but you guys go check Anna out, see what she's doing. If you guys are interested, you know, go to her blog, go to her podcast. And I hope that you guys, wherever you may be, I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. And I encourage you guys to go big in whatever way you see fit. And you guys are awesome. So you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. Thank you very much. Ciao, ciao.